Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. I'm excited to bring you the Word of God today. My name is Alex. And uh, today you are going to be extremely, extravagantly blessed. Hallelujah. You are going to be extravagantly blessed. I'm going to talk to you on the subject peace through the blood of his cross. 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 Are you ready? Because you know one of the uh, one of the worst things someone can do to you is a thing called character assassination. Yeah? You know what character assassination is? Eh? Yeah. Character assassination is when someone attacks your character. Yeah. They, they, they say, no, that one, uh, I mean, she's a good girl, except she can't lie. I, I don't believe any words that she's saying. Like, it's like, it's like character assassination. They assassinate your character. They, they say, no, deal with that man, but be cautious. Be careful. Yeah. When he comes around, hide the money. <laughs> tread carefully. I, I would advise that with that one, you tread carefully. When someone does that to you, they have taken away much of your leverage. Now, one of the things that we know for sure is that the devil is no match to our God. Now, okay, me, I know for sure. Let me, let me not include you. One of the things I know for sure is that the devil is no match to God. Do you know that even in the end times, Jesus is not going to fight the devil. There's going to be a war, but Jesus is not going to fight. He's going to show up, a sword is going to come out of his lips, and the devil is going to be destroyed. Like, that's it. Imprisoned. Like, the devil, God is not there worried about the devil. Maybe you are the one worried about the devil. Praise the Lord. God is not worried. Um, now, the devil knows that. That he is also not in a match to God. Uh, but what he does is he has convinced the world and unfortunately he has even convinced some of the believers that didn't come to church today. Praise the Lord. That they, he has simply character assassinated God. Oh yes. He has just given you a picture of an unapproachable God. He just draws a picture of God that doesn't match. Like these days, I am reading the Bible. I'm like, where did 
did I get a picture of a frightening God? Can you imagine? Do you know that there are a lot of people who don't feel like God is forgiving? There, there, there's just a lot of people who the, the, the character they have of God is, okay, you do something. Dare, dare do something. And God gets you in his five. Yeah? Hey! You will discover that he is big, he is strong, he is powerful, and you are an insect. Don't those things feel like they are all true? And they are true because he says his throne is in heaven, his feet is here on earth. Uh, like, <laughs> and so that devil just says, ah, mulabe muduke. Like, you see him just run. And you know, there is a lot of people in this world right now that are on the run from God who is everywhere. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to read you, I, I want us to change our mind and understand who God truly is. Because when you understand who God truly is, you can deal with him according to who really he is. The scriptures are very clear. God, in his essence, is a merciful God. Mercy is within the character of God. His mercies endure. Now, let me read your scripture before I come back into Colossians. Remember, we are going through a series of sermons called Christ in Me, the Hope of Glory. Christ in Me, the Hope of Glory. But today, I wanted us to start from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43. And uh, I want you to listen very carefully and pay great attention to this text as we are reading it. It begins by saying, do we have it? Isaiah 43. It says, but you have not called upon me, or Jacob. So it is like God, God is saying this. You have not called upon me, or Jacob. And you have been wary of me, O Israel. Now put your name there, okay? Put your what? Your first, Jacob, put your surname. Eh? And then uh, uh, Israel, you put your other name, okay? Uh, so, but you have not called upon me, O Jacob, and you have been wary of me, Onkoye. Yeah, wary, you are tired of me, O Israel. You have not brought me, the sheep for your burnt offering. The thing I told you to do, you haven't done. You know, have you honored me with your sacrifices? So I saw you when you came to church this morning. You never brought an offering. He's here complaining. Don't you see? You have not brought me the sheep for your burnt offerings, nor have you honored me with your sacrifices. 
I have not caused you to serve with grain offering, nor worried you with incense. You have brought me no sweet cane with money. So look, he says, nor have you satisfied me with your fat sacrifices. But this is what you have done. Look at this. But you have burdened me with your sins and you have worried me with your iniquities. Now, if you stop there, what do you think is coming next? Simple sugar cane you didn't bring. Money you did not bring. Sacrifice you did not bring. Whatever I told you to do, you did not what? You did not do. And instead, you have just burdened me with your what? With your sins and you have worried me. Munkoyeza, with your... So, I am asking... After you read that, what do you think is coming next? Chiboko, right? You are like, this God today, this is when you don't want to enter the house at 8 p.m. Eh? You're like, daddy's already sitting in the sitting room. I can see. I will come back after he goes to the bedroom. <laughs> Not so. But look at what follows. Look, he says, uh-huh. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. I, even I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Hey, I thought God had a book somewhere where everything you do is writing, and when you get to heaven, they are going to bring it all out, and they begin to remember, uh-huh, do you remember? On January 2nd, 2001, remember what you did. And then in 2020, you again, you ask yourself, where did you get that? Where, where did you get it from? I am telling you that devil is a liar. Where did you get it from? Look at God speaking to him for himself. Have I even told you what any of these words mean? You just know them. You just see them. He says, I, even I, and I am, he, like, look at how he's trying. I, even I, I am he. I, three times, meaning it is I who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. I will not remember uh, but God, I just did it yesterday. I just did it yesterday. This one, this one is fresh. <laughs> you, uh, me, me, Lord, me, I have brand new sin. It is fresh. It is still hot. It is still has a smoke on it. Hey. You know, these are the things I read in my devotion and I first put the Bible there and I walk around and I turn around three times and I'm like, you are not serious, God, because me, like even me, <laughs> me, <laughs> Uh, even me, uh, I as me, even me. Uh, like what I would do, you have worried me, you have burdened me. Now, my solution if you burden me is to unburden myself. But God, let us understand God. Let us understand God. It is him, even him, who blots out your transgressions. Why? For He's not even you. He's, he's like, uh -uh. look at verses 26. Uh-huh. Now he says, put me 
in remembrance. Let us contend. It's like, okay, okay, if you don't think it is me and me, get all that you have done and bring it. Begin to an argument and tell me how bad you are. Yeah? You, you, you know, because some of you, what is, what is uh, limiting you, you get to think of the things you have done. Eh? Even, you, even you are like, even if it is me and, I have, and it is me who has done this, but if I've done it against me, eh? even me, I would punish myself. And God says, state your case that you may be acquitted. What? I thought state my case, I state my case and I show you, and then you show me how wrong I am. Do you know what that word acquitted means? That same word is the same word translated as justified. State your case that you may be. Now, I am saying to you, if you still carry sin, condemnation, guilt, and all of those things, that thing is not from God. That thing is either from you or from the devil, one of you, but not God. Leave God out of these things. For God, it is him who justifies you. It is him who acquits you. Hey! He sits, he is sitting like a judge, yeah? And he's saying, uh-huh, read, read, read. What is your case? Uh, God, you know, Father, you know I did this, uh-huh, and then I did this, and then I repeated the other one, and then yesterday I said I will not, but then in the evening I did, and, uh, okay, state, okay, state, osmazeyo, yes, okay, boom, acquitted, what? Acquitted, what? Justified, what? Sanctified, sure, yes, go, get out of my... Uh, and you are, even you, you are, even, this is why it is called the gospel. It is too good. Like, even you, you are like, are you sure God? Like, because even me, if I was the judge of me, I would, in fact, you have already judged yourselves in so many ways. You did it. Even God knows. He was burdened. He was worried. And then he said, okay, even me, I, even I, I am he. Who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And so, Paul writes to us and says to us, who will separate us from the love of God? It is him who justifies. So, in that Old Testament, he's speaking to us through Isaiah. And he's telling us, it is him who blots out our own sins. Now, in Hebrews chapter 1, let us see Hebrews chapter 1 from verses 1. This is what the scriptures will tell you. Today I'm just going to read you scriptures and then you will see that you really don't need much explanation because these things are so beautiful. Hebrews chapter 1, are you there? Verses 1. The Bible says to us, God, who at various times and in various ways, in times past, spoke to our fathers by the prophets. We've just seen. You get it? He spoke by the prophets. He has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds, who 
being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Look at that thing, that, the next thing. He says, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become much better than the angels. In the times past, God began talking to us by the prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us through Christ Jesus, who when he had purged our sins, he sat down. This is why God, Jesus, Jesus right now, he's just sitting. You know why? Because it's already done. He's already done. The only time we see him standing again is when Stephen is preaching this good news. So I believe that as I speak now, because I'm speaking the truth, that's when he's like, preach it, pastor. Stands up. That's why you see for me, when I'm listening to a good preacher, I can't also sit. Now, we are going through the book of Colossians. I hope you are reading the book of Colossians. Now, last week we stopped at verses 12, chapter 1, verses 12. I want us to continue from there, and you see what I'm talking about. Peace through his blood, the blood of his cross. In verses 12, we've seen God is doing what he's doing for us through the Son, Jesus Christ. And in verses 13, he says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Isn't God wonderful? Hallelujah. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. This son, Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers. All things were created through him and in him all things consist. This same Jesus we are talking about and he is the head of the body, the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he may receive preeminence. Verses 19 is where I wanted us to go, 19 and 20. He says, for it pleased the father that in him, in Christ Jesus, all the fullness should dwell. And that by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Friends, because of Jesus, God has decided to sign a peace treaty. With you and him. He is like 
you and him are just going to be at peace. If you are not at peace with God, it is not because God is not at peace with you. Praise the name of Jesus. I pray that this day you will realize that God is so interested in a relationship with you. He will remove everything that stands in the way so that you can enjoy a relationship with him. In Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, we find these words. Romans chapter 5, verses 1. Let us read it together. Two, three, go. Uh -huh. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God is not angry at you. If you think he's angry at you, the devil has done a number on you. Receive peace in Jesus' name. Receive rest in Jesus' name. Get to know that from today forward, when God looks at you, for him he thinks you are his friend. That's why we can now approach God with the boldness and the settledness that there is nothing that can separate you from the love that God has for you. God is not there in heaven looking for how, like he's not devising ways of punishing you. Even though you have burdened him with your sins and worried him with your trespasses, and yet through, through faith in Jesus Christ, you have been justified so that you now have peace with God. Now, it is very important that you understand that you have peace with God. Now, uh, whenever we talk about peace, there are two things that come to mind. There is the kind of peace of the mind, like the peace of mind. Peace of mind where you're not worried, you're not anxious, you're not afraid, you are not fearful. You have a peace of mind, you sleep and you snore uh, like the world is yours. There is that kind of peace. But then there is another kind of peace. This is when there is, when we say Uganda is at peace with Kenya, there is no longer war, animosity, or enmity between the two parties. And the peace that is being talked about here by Paul is that kind of peace. The peace where there is no animosity, there is no enmity, God, through Christ, Christ Jesus has carried the enmity between you and God away. So that you can wake up every morning and know that between you and God or between God and you, there is peace you can walk with peace. 
Now, it is very important that you understand that because it is knowing. You see now, recently, Uganda and Rwanda were not at peace. Remember? So they closed the borders. And if you were a Ugandan going to Rwanda, my dear, it was a hassle because there was no peace. In fact, the president of Rwanda just announced and said, my people, just don't go to Uganda. Don't go. Don't go. Stay here. In fact, if you were, go, if you were from Rwanda trying to go to Uruguay, they would ask you 10,000 questions. Oh, yes. Why are you going? Who are you going? What are you going to do? Bring out your passport. Uh, do you have a Ndagamuntu? Bring. It's like, because listen, when there is no peace, when there is no peace, there is no access. When there is no peace, there is no access. Peace grants access. I remember right after the border of Uganda and Rwanda was opened, I took a bus to go to Rwanda. And from that day, I swore I'll never take a bus to go to Rwanda again. Because when you go to the border, they checked everything. Everything. They even wanted to check you and kind of tilt you downwards. And up. Yes. And then after you left the border, we drove in a few minutes, a few kilometers. Again, there was another roadblock. They got us all out again. Get out. Get out. Bring out your bag. Stand with your bag. Open it. They threw everything out and they didn't even help you put it back in. Do you get it? Like, the access was so hard. They were now saying, okay, Ugandans, for you, you can come. Rwandans, don't, don't, don't go. Because when there is no peace between two parties, there is no access. If you have a friend and you annoy each other, what I'm talking about, you call her or you call him and they mute you. No access. Why? There is no peace. But now, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. That peace comes with access. Look at verses 2. Verse 2 says, Through whom also we have access by faith into his grace. I am going to take this word. This word is going to work for me. This word is going to build me. This word is going to make me. This word is going to propel me. This word is going to make me rise. Because now I understand. I have access to grace. I have access to grace. To grace. So the grace in which we stand is granted to us by the access we get because of the peace that we have. And therefore we can rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Do you see it? And so it is important that you understand that through his blood, by shedding his blood on the cross, we now have 
peace with God through the blood that was shed on the cross, that peace grants us now access into grace. Grace is available because of peace with God. And if you want to access higher levels of grace, then understand and walk in the liberty that Christ has given you. The peace. There's no longer enmity or animosity between you and God. For it is I, even I, says the Lord, who blots out your transgressions and removes your sins for my own sake. That's how much God has wanted a relationship and desired to relate with you, to give you access into this grace, the grace that evokes and brings about the hope of glory. And if you don't know what glory is about, go and listen to the first sermon in this series. It is amazing. But otherwise, I'm going to end here today. Glory be to God. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.